he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you are here. So please come join us as we talk shit about our absolute favorite show. Okay, so before we creep, we wanted to quickly thank those of you guys who have bought tickets to our live podcast show happening on April 13th in New York City, aka FOTSFest 2.0. We just wanted to let you guys know, though, that there are a limited amount of tickets, so if you're planning on coming, thinking about coming, now is the time to grab a ticket before it's too late. And we can finally tell you who our special guest is, who we're going to be interviewing live in front of all who attend FOTSFest 2.0. And the special guest is... <laughs> Olivia Caridi! The crowd goes wild. Yeah, so hopefully this is more incentive for you. You guys can meet the beautiful Olivia in person. We're going to be interviewing her, and we plan to open up questions for the audience. So if you have questions for her, there will certainly be a time to ask and answer. And you get to join us as we talk shit about our favorite show live in person. So I mean, there's really no reason not to go. Also, we told you guys before a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So just know if you purchase a ticket, you're helping to support a great cause. But we can't wait to meet you guys. The link for more information to purchase tickets is in the episode description. And on with the show. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay, so this is one of my favorite stories that we've ever crept on before. But do you know that Bachelor stars are now charging for likes and follows on Instagram. Have you seen this yet? What do you mean charging? Like charging who? People that are willing to pay. So like I'm following Aaron Clancy and he says, pay me $10 for likes, but why would I pay him $10 to give him a like? <laughs> no, it's not, to do, it's not to do it to them. So, okay, basically there's this site called fanbasis.com and certain Bachelor stars are on it, like Aaron, Johnny DiFilippo, Victoria Larson, Queen Victoria, uh-huh. Avon from Gabby and Rachel season, and they are charging to follow you. Like I, Oh, because people Clancy, think it's like a... Cool. A cool thing like a to be like, oh, Aaron liked my photo, but you paid for it. Exactly. That's insane. So I want to like dig into, we have a few of the profiles so we can actually see what they're charging for, but I want to make it clear. I'm not even knocking the effort to make money because I think in 2023, you can make money in all types of ways. Like TikTokers are millionaires. It's a crazy world we live in. I am confused by the people that are paying for this, if there are people that are paying. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, I don't know what's more embarrassing, like the fact that all of these people are on the site and doing this, or the fact that there's people that will literally pay $75 to say Aaron Clancy liked their photo. That's crazy. And it's like, it's taking off of Cameo, the app Cameo, but then going so much further. Because I I can understand, like, if your friend is obsessed with, Aaron Clancy and they want like a happy mm-hmm. birthday shout out like okay like that at least makes sense but some of the stuff on this site that people are charging for is actually kind of crazy so I have the link I just sent it to you going through Aaron's profile so here's what we have an Instagram follow back I'll give you a follow back on Instagram book now for $100 Aaron will follow you back 
like and comment on Instagram and TikTok. I'll like and comment one of your Instagram or TikTok posts. Just let me know which platform, your username, and which post you want the like on. $70. That's insane. But also, should we get on this? Like, this is like, <laughs> like as much as I'm like, no. this is absolutely crazy. If someone wanted to pay me $70 to like and comment, I would. You know what? I, I So I was thinking about how this applies to me. There are some thoughts that I follow back. There are thoughts that I communicate with regularly. HFOTS, Macy, I she sh- shares beautiful photos of her family and I'll, and I'll write her sweet comments when they pop up on my feed. And, and I feel like to charge for this, it's just a really, it, this is just such a weird thing. I can't wrap my head around. Yeah, that's also literally the point of social media is to like share things with people and connect with people. So the fact that you're gonna like charge... It's weird. But also, I'm like, literally, who is to blame here? The Aaron Clancy's of the world or the people paying for this? I genuinely don't know. The people paying for it. And and also, we live in a world that if the blue check mark was available for purchase, everyone would purchase it. It's all about clout. It's all about looking cool. So then, let's continue on Aaron's profile, though. So, personalized video message, aka ripping off of Cameo. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised they're allowed to do this because it's ripping off of Cameo. But he only charges 50 for that. So... An Instagram follow back is a hundred, but to get a personalized video message from the guy, it's half of that. That's crazy to me because I think a personalized video message is like more valuable to a fan. But I'm wondering if like maybe this makes more sense for this is something businesses would be into. Like if you're like a newer brand and you want to like seem cool, then you would want all the bachelor people to follow you and comment. But this really does seem geared towards fans. You know what I mean? After personalized video message, then that's just for regular people because there's Mm -hmm. no business involved there. Then an Instagram shout out. I will shout you out on my Instagram story, $50. For just, so that's for an individual person, not for a business. Like saying, hey, Stephanie, like, hope you have a great day. Toodaloo. Yeah. Okay. But then you're exposing, like, when you see that Aaron is randomly shouting out random people, it's exposing that that person paid for because why are you randomly shouting out someone? I don't know though, but it's, I don't think a lot of people know about fanbasis.com. So like if I saw Aaron Clancy on his story and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to like give a shout out to my good friend, like Stephanie Parker at she's all batch, <laughs> like blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't necessarily think, Oh, she paid for this because I don't even know that that's the thing you can do until now. The news broke here first on she's all batch podcast. We continue add back on Snapchat for a solid hundo. Who's on Snapchat anymore? And who is making these rates? Like, who is deciding that an ad back on Snapchat is more valuable than, like, a cameo? To me, I think, like, a cameo type thing would be the most expensive, but that seems to be the cheapest. It's more expensive to get him to like a photo of you. That's insane. I think the individual person makes the rates because we're going to go through a few other people and the rates are all different. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's what's worth it to him. And the thing is, the fact that you even still have Snapchat, like... Like, like I feel up. like that's only f- for college kids. So he's, it probably is valuable to like a sorority girl who's on Snapchat. She's like, look, Aaron Clancy follows me. But you're going to have mm. to pay to get him to write you anything. So what the fuck is the point? I don't know. Maybe she's trying to get into like that top sorority and she's trying to like be cool in front of all the people. Next, I this is the first thing of value besides the personalized video. A TikTok duet. I will duet a TikTok of yours. Just let me know which post and your account. Don't be afraid of a little roasting. $100. Mm. I actually think that's the coolest one. Because 
I think there could be value there. Like if you, if we yeah. were to roast Aaron Clancy and he duets it, it could bring us to a whole new audience of people. Yeah. There is some value. I'm not going to give him a dime, but I think I could see why someone would want to do that. I think it could help elevate. Totally. Something. That does make sense. A 20 minute FaceTime call about The Bachelorette or BIP. Want to know the tea on my time on the show? Here is your chance. Jump on a 20-minute FaceTime call with me, and let's get talking about anything you want to know for a solid rate of $200. That's crazy. But also, I feel like not as crazy as, like, a like. You know what I mean? Like, as a fan of the show, like, not everyone has beautiful access to all of these people that we do to, like, interview on their own personal podcast, but if they really want to know the tea... They could like ask Aaron or they could just listen to the podcast. Like, hello, why am I promoting another activity? (laughs) I'm like, don't do that. Listen to us. We'll tell you. Okay. And then finally, business promo video. Send me a script and I'll make a video to help promote your company. $700. I actually don't think that's that crazy either. I mean, the price is a little steep, but like if it's for a business, maybe there's like a surfer business or like some kind of beach brand. I think this could actually be something good. I just hope if he's charging $700, he's not doing a selfie video in his car with sunglasses on. Yeah, that's probably cheaper though than what he could make as like an influencer rate though, which is more or less the same thing. You know what I mean? Like posting a video, promoting a brand, talking about whatever. Hey, you know what I've really been loving is this surfboard. So that doesn't seem bad at all, $700. If anything, more companies should go through this website right well i mean i think it's cool though you you give him a script so it's not like he's just like saying stupid shit like he'll say what you want him to say which is more valuable so okay let's compare that though to johnny from paradise follow back on instagram i will give you a follow back on my instagram for 75 dollars story shout out give a story shout out just like aaron 75 dollars again this is my favorite DM slide slash response. I will DM you on Instagram or a friend or reply to a DM that you have already sent me and I've ignored. (laughs) Like, I'm charging you for that. $75. Ladies, ladies, ladies. If you are thinking that that's a good thing to pay for, reevaluate. Also, like, how does this work? So DM slide response. I will respond to a DM that you've already sent me from the past. Mm -hmm. But... He responds, and then I'm sure that the original person wants to keep the conversation going, but, like, you didn't pay yeah. for a conversation. So what does he just respond like? Sup, ladies, or whatever. Like, literally, and yeah, then, I think. She's like, hey, thanks for sending this message. Heart emoji. Right, and then the person follows up again, and they're like, so, like, what are you doing today? And he just ghosts them again because you didn't mm-hmm. pay for that. Right. Then what's the point? Like, what's the value in the DM slide response if... I mean, what's the value in, like, lo- a lot of these... What's the value in a follow back from Johnny to Filippo? Right, because you know what? Like, they could follow you and then mute you so they never see you. Yeah. It's, like, totally pointless. You can then also get... This is, like... You can get a recipe from him. I'll show you how I make a mean chicken cutlet or salmon that will leave your taste buds craving more. Check out the ingredients I use so you can give it a go. So that's $15, which leads me to believe it is literally just like a recipe. Like you're literally just buying the recipe. Like it has nothing to do with him. Right. And also, no offense, Johnny, I don't think you're a chef. So like, why don't you just Google how to make salmon? I don't need Johnny's personal like recipe of like, oh, I actually like to put olive oil, salt and pepper versus like, I just do salt and olive oil. It's like, Johnny, I, we 
don't, might not have the same taste buds. I don't care how you make your salmon personally. But I think it's crazy that it's $15 and you're essentially just going to get an email with text that says like, mix in this ingredient at this level heat. From someone who's not a cook. Like if that was Martha Stewart, I would be like, oh, okay. I want to hear how she's making. Does she even cook? Maybe she's more home decorating. If it was Ina Garden, I would want to know how she's making her chicken cutlet. But not Johnny. That's funny you say he's not a cook because why else would he be offering a one-on-one -on -one cooking lesson for $250? Why didn't he talk about this on the show then? I don't know. He clearly likes cooking. It says, I'll show you how I cook the best food in the biz in only 30 minutes. So it's a 30-minute, I guess, video call. Some of these are not clear, which sometimes makes me feel like... Is it a video he shot that he's then going to send mm. to everyone who, who purchases? Like, right. he's not going to make something fresh <laughs> each time for every person. So you're probably just going to get a video that's been sent to other people. He's also saying best in the biz, which is implying there's biz. I think he's just being funny. Yeah, but false advertising then. Queen Victoria, I will send you or a friend a DM. Just let me know which account and what you want me to say. It's like you send your, if you have to like tell your boyfriend to buy you flowers and tell him what kind of flowers and tell him what to write in the card. Is it really that exciting when you get those flowers? Probably not. Oh wait, um, one more thing to note. Other stars who participate in this fanbasis.com are um, Honey Boo Boo, Mama June, and Lamar Odom, who for $1,000, you can smoke weed with via video chat. Literally, That's at least it says, unique, like, thinking outside the box. Yeah. Give me something. Give me an experience. Don't just yeah, that's like... A, that's a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience that you're paying for. But like, he doesn't provide the weed. No, it's just to be able to say me and Lamar <laughs> smoked weed over FaceTime. So for $1,000, he doesn't provide the weed, but maybe he could provide the microdose gummies that kind of get you feeling kind of loose. I think we should take a second and talk about these microdose gummies. Okay, guys, if you have not heard about these or tried these yet, they are truly a game changer. They help me fall asleep on time and wake up rested. You guys know I literally can't ever sleep and these gummies are nothing short of a game changer. I've literally tried everything to sleep. Melatonin doesn't work for me. NyQuil, which like you probably shouldn't be taking every single night if you're not sick. And Zizquil, which I'm literally <laughs> addicted to, which cannot be healthy, you name it. So these microdose gummies work. And so I take one gummy an hour before I want to go to sleep. And by the time I'm in bed, I just feel good and relaxed without all of that mental background noise that always keeps me up. My mind is always racing. No, honestly, this is the perfect thing for you specifically because <laughs> you always talk about how shitty of a sleeper you are. Yeah. And I really like it too because I struggle with anxiety and microdose gummies definitely help for that as well. And lucky for us, our show today is sponsored by microdose gummies. So they deliver the perfect entry level doses of THC that helps you relax at the end of the day. Totally. And what I love about these too is the THC dose is so small. So if you're someone who hasn't always had the best experience with THC and it gets your mind racing. The dose of this is so small compared to the CBD. So you're really getting more of the relaxing effects as opposed to anything mind stimulating. So microdose is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code. She's all batch to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and the code is she's all batch and 30% off your order. Like that's the largest percentage I've actually ever heard of a brand offering. So that's in your pretty clutch. Okay, moving on. Lauren Lane, aka Lauren Burnham. Oh, no, sorry. Lauren Lane, aka Lauren. What the, the fuck other, is her name? She's the other Lauren B. What is her name? Lauren. I don't know. Lauren B. 
Oh, Bushnell. Okay. Oh, Lauren yeah. Lane, a.k.a. Lauren Bushnell, is setting the record straight that Chris Lane, her husband, is not cheating on her. Apparently, she went down a Reddit rabbit hole and found all the shit that people are saying about her. So this is what she said. Another <clears throat> funny rumor on there is that um, Chris cheats on me, which literally Chris would never cheat on me. There is not one thing that I know to be fact in this world other than that Jesus is the son of God and Chris Lane would never cheat on me. <laughs> Why? My husband is a saint. He's not perfect, but he is a saint. Um, and he just wouldn't because I'm not going to lie. Like I bring a lot to the table and I would also, I'd also kill him. I love that her answer is I bring a lot to the table. Like, fuck yeah, girl. That's why your man won't cheat on you because you're a boss bitch. Yeah, but like even Beyonce gets cheated on. You <sighs> never know. You never know, but I- Even Beyonce, Beyonce brings a lot to the table too. And Becky with the good hair just slid right in, you know? Is that what, that's like confirmed, confirmed, right? That they, that he cheated on her and had an affair? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what the whole album's about, Lemonade. Why, why do you, um, how do you cheat on Beyonce? Like, what is wrong with you? Exactly. So, <laughs> Lauren Bushnell, watch out. Just kidding. I'm obviously no. joking. But, um. No, I mean, I'm happy that she's shooting down these rumors because it's probably annoying to scroll Reddit and see that people are saying that about you. How it all started is people were, I guess, mocking her for someone revealed that her team was pitching her for pregnancy reveal products so that she can have like a brand collaboration when she announced her last pregnancy. Yeah. And she says, before she goes into the Chris Lane stuff, she's like, look, I my team, that's their job to kind of get me brand deals. And she ended up not partnering with a um, pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. She's like, it's just something I wanted to do on my own. I didn't want to do a partnership, but like, Literally, my team is doing their job by trying to get me brand deals. And then she goes on Reddit and they're like, look, she's trying to market her pregnancy. Well, like, not for nothing. If someone's willing, if someone wants to pay you to slide in your DMs, I guess you're going to take the money. It's not me selling that's the problem. It's it's you buying, isn't it? Yeah. What does that have to do with her being cheated on? That's what got her down the rabbit hole on Reddit. She was going down oh, the rabbit hole of Reddit. Oh, because people were giving her shit about the brand deal. Yeah, and then she's like, then I was like scrolling more, and she said that like, well, Chris Lane cheats on her all the time, and blah, blah, blah. And so oh. she felt the need to set the record straight. I think we can all learn a valuable lesson in nothing good ever comes from going on Reddit. Amen to that. Protect your peace. Okay, moving on. So the amount of people that sent me this video of Ari and Lauren promoting the gel blaster gun, like, first of all, I love you guys that you like think of us when you see something like this. I want to play the clip of what Ari says before promoting the gel blaster gun, and then we'll dive in. So last night, Lauren and I got into a little argument because, you know, married couples, sometimes we have disagreements. Not uncommon, but today we're going to blow some steam using the gel blaster surge. So she doesn't know this is happening, but it's happening. She doesn't know it's happening, <laughs> I was about to she's going to have a camera on her angle and I'm going to have a camera on my angle. But could you imagine if you, if I got into a fight with a significant other and then the next morning they come and shoot me with a gel blaster gun, <laughs> that would make things 10 times worse. I don't think that would be the way to get me to forgive and move on from whatever argument we're having. <laughs> I would be so pissed. So they go on to say in the video, like, it's such a great way to blow off steam. 
Like, is it though? And now this confirms that this gel blaster gun, their marketing strategy is not to go after kids. Why? I have no idea. But they're going after grown adult couples and marketing it as a like marriage reset, like reset your marriage after an argument. Who the fuck on that marketing team thinks that this is the way to go? Because I guarantee you, that, I mean, if they're buying Ari and Lauren and Jade and Tanner, I think those are the only two we've seen so far. They are shelling out serious fucking money. And I can guarantee they're getting zero sales unless a mom is looking and saying, oh, my 12 year old son would like that. And also too, like the whole messaging behind it of like, yeah, it's a great way to blow off steam, like shooting this gel blaster gun at your significant other. Like if, <laughs> if pointing a gun at your significant other is how you feel you're going to feel better and blow off steam, like maybe reconsider. Like, talk it over. Go get a glass of wine together. Watch a movie. Like, those are normal ways to blow off steam. And we still have the questions we had originally. Ari and Lauren have small children. Are these little gel beads a choking hazard? Also, too, they were playing it in that video in their backyard. And I see all these gel beads going all over their lawn. Yeah. I'm like, that can't yeah. be good for... I don't know, the environment, the the animals, like, I don't know, a random rabbit's going to try to eat this little bead. Like, that shouldn't be all uh, over your lawn. You know what I mean? Justice for the rabbit. Well, that's what I wonder. I am not looking into this because I don't want to give Jaw Blaster Gun a second more of my time. But <laughs> I hope they disintegrate. Like, maybe right, they do. Exactly. Well, yeah, if that's the case, yeah. There, it cannot be. This is a great way to blow off steam. But now you have to go around your backyard and fucking pick up every single Jaw Blaster. That can't be. I need to look this up. Do we know what, what uh, is this gel blaster thing called? Literally gel blaster gun. I don't fucking gel know. Gel blaster gun. They couldn't think of a better name. <laughs> I don't know. com. All right. Here it is. I need I need to know. Oh, wait. It does say eco-friendly. So I guess the little beads do disintegrate. That would make sense. I'm like, that would be crazy. In, in this day and age, to be shooting little plastic all over your lawn, that would be bad. You know what this reminds me of? Has anyone listening or you, Jackie, ever played laser tag as a kid? Of course, yeah. I've played it and I hate it because- Me too. I also you, hate laser you, tag. I never understood it. Like, you don't really know when you get hit. You don't really know if you hit the other person. And at the end of the game, you just get a random score that literally means nothing. I just well, never was it, entertained. The points are based off of like how much you hit someone or how much someone hit you. I know, but I think those numbers could just be made up at the end because who's going to fucking prove it? In this case with gel blaster gun, I don't know if I'm hitting you. I don't know how many shots I fired. Like just do a different activity. I am envisioning this being very annoying. Like you're literally just yeah. getting hit with pieces of plastic, eco-friendly plastic, but still. Like, I'm just picturing, I get in a fight with my significant other. I'm like, all right, you know what? Like, I, go away. Like, I'm going to go in my room. And I go sit, open a book, do something else. And then they come and shoot me with a gel blaster gun. Yeah. I would be so mad. Like, divorce. Divorce. <laughs> and then I think with, like, the fact that it comes with the stupid fucking glasses, I think gel blaster incorporated thinks that like it makes it like come on honey let's gear up and go outside and shoot each other with these plastic mm -hmm. balls do you even need the glasses if they're so eco-friendly and soft like it's not going to do anything unless like it's a safety hazard and it'll poke your eye out too in which case you should probably shouldn't be shooting them at each other in the first place if, right if they're like that hard yeah i imagine them being soft yeah i mean gelblaster.com if you want some tips on how to market better, like to literal children, sound off in the comments below. We have some ideas for you. Yeah. Like if you want to work with us, we'll fucking show you how to promote this 
gun oh my God. in a way Could that you he- imagine six months later we're like hey guys me and stephanie had a business argument and so we're gonna fix it by playing gel blaster guns and we never address it like they just message us and they're like hey we'll pay you so much money to do this and we're like okay that would be but funny. they have they like they like I said they have a lot of money in their ad revenue budget if they're paying for top tier bachelor people. Yeah. So what gives, guys? Literally, what gives? And then Ari and his like s- Instagram stories slides. One of the slides was like, "Don't worry, it's rechargeable." Like, so if in your you're in the middle of like your gel blaster gun fight and you need a recharge, just run over to the outlet and plug in for a few minutes. You're going to lose the gel blaster game if that's the case, if, you're, if your gun dies. Yeah, I was so worried. So thank you for clarifying that point, Ari. <laughs> but yeah, they're like, we at the end, he goes like, we feel better now. Like now that we like let off some steam after that argument. But you know, they didn't really have an argument. So, so this right. place is writing them and saying, we want you to pitch this as something you do after an argument. Why? Literally why? Getting so passionate today. <laughs> I know. And this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yeah, so guys, whether it's your job, friends or family, or just honestly, literally any life thing that is causing you stress and you're trying to balance so many things at once, therapy is a great way to help you see your feelings and problems from a different perspective. We've talked about this a lot on the show. I am a huge advocate for therapy. I think literally anyone can benefit, but if you don't know where to get started, I think BetterHelp is a great resource to get started with the right therapist for you because it's such a personal process. I was looking at something over the weekend where they said a non-biased third party. Like, that's what therapy is. And sometimes, like, you may feel like, am I being irrational? Or I just want to vent and I want someone that doesn't know what's going on on a personal level. So talking to a non-biased third party could really help you get off your shoulders what you're, what you're really struggling with. And it makes everyone feel better. So like Jackie said, the problem is, like, sometimes people don't know where to start. Finding a therapist could be a really overwhelming experience. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery wherever you are and getting started has never been easier as the world's largest therapy platform BetterHelp matches you with a professional licensed therapist just after filling out a brief questionnaire that you could do in like a couple of minutes and you could schedule your very first session via phone video chat or wherever you're comfortable with and there's also a chat message box that allows you to chat to your therapist even when you're not in a session and that was always a really cool factor for me because you don't just need someone to talk to on that one day a week Like, you can need someone at any point of any day. And this chat feature really helps. Yeah, no, for sure. So if you guys are therapy curious, thinking of dabbling, definitely go give BetterHelp a try. It's totally online, so it's incredibly convenient. And it's really flexible, too, because I know a lot of people can't always just, like, leave work and go to a literal physical therapist's office. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash She's All Batch today, and you can get 10% off your entire first month of therapy. So that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash She's All Batch. BetterHelp.com slash She's All Batch. Moving on, so we want to talk a little bit about the Women Tell All that aired on Tuesday night. Just to preface before we get into it, guys, Stephanie's computer broke. So she is recording on Zoom through her phone. And so if things sound a little wonky, that's why. But we were so committed, we needed to get this in. So we're just rolling with it. Committed to our craft. My son splashed water (laughs) on my laptop while he was in the bath. But 
we hope that all is well with my laptop. It is at the laptop repair shop. So let's get into it. We couldn't leave this part out. Like if this was just like a silly creep story, we're like, okay, we'll skip it. But like, especially this night, like Women Tell All, this specific Women Tell All was especially good, I think. What did you think of it? Oh, really? I thought it was especially bad. I thought it was what? like, there were like four different segments that totally wasted my time. I took notes of oh, each well, one. Yes. And yeah. I think there was a lot left out. Like, why didn't Christina have a hot seat? And why didn't we even really talk much about her whole thing? Where was Brianna, which is the biggest conspiracy of the night? And just like, I don't think I learned anything here. Like the biggest drama was Brooklyn and Kat kind of going at it about Kat stealing Zach that one time. And they're like screaming at each other about it. And I'm like, literally, who cares? That's in the grand scheme of things. She just stole him for two seconds. And we're we're doing this. And then we have Olivia L and Genevieve, who I've never seen before in my life, screaming and chiming in about things about Christina. It's exhausting. I don't feel like I gain anything from it. You know, you just touched on 27 different topics, though. So let's dive in. <laughs> so, um, yes, well, let me backtrack when I say it was very good I think as a whole I left the episode feeling good I was on a high I thought mm -hmm. the charity announcement top-notch Oscar winning I I mean you guys know me I love when there's like a change up something new I love that they didn't like at her hot seat say let's bring five guys mm -hmm. out and pretend like because that's been beat to death I love that they surprised her in her um dressing room and if you subscribe to our patreon you obviously know reality steve told us that already so seeing it like knowing about it beforehand and then seeing it happen in real time was really cool and i thought that scene was epic so i i think that's why i'm saying um it was good because i left on a high but i i agree with all the points you made that like a lot of time was wasted no for sure that's why i'm like these things can be an hour like we're, we already did this monday night we're doing it tuesday night i don't think we need to see my time waster number one which was zach going to crash <laughs> bachelor watch parties yeah. like i don't need this especially like all the girls in the sorority like tackling him like i was uncomfortable for zach i'm like why are these girls allowed to tackle him from behind and knock him down but more importantly why do we as viewers care to see it? Like I truly could not we care don't. less. I know. So I'm just like, can we cut, if we cut out all of my time wasters, we could have gotten this down to a tight hour. Um, and then time waster number two, right after that was flashbacks of moments from the season. Like yeah, thank we you. know, we, already we have, have been watching. Yeah. We are here because we watched the season. So I don't need that yeah. either. <laughs> and like w watching the season also included recaps of the season. So how many times are we going to recap the recap? I can't. Right, like it's not that complicated, guys. It's not like some crazy plot. <laughs> like we know what is happening. Time waster number three, Jess's hot seat. Like this is nothing against Jess personally, but I'm like, I don't think her storyline was that important to the entire season. Like swap out Jess for Christina. Like I don't really know why we're spending time on this. Wait, I so I, I noted that with Jess's hot seat, did they, obviously we know that Charity's an ex-bachelorette, mm -hmm. team Charity so excited. But did they tell Jess that she was in the running? Because she for sure got a bachelorette-esque hot seat. Yeah, even, that's true. Even Jesse was kind of softballing her the, so you fell in love with yourself and you're ready to open your heart again. That's great. It was very much like we're setting you up. We're just going to wait and see what people think. 
Yeah, I could the see only that. thing that makes me feel like it's it wasn't that is because charity was announced literally later that night. But had charity not been announced last night, I would think that they told Jess she was in the running. She probably was in the running anyway. They probably told her that because even if they weren't actually considering giving it to her, I think you get a better performance from people when they think they have a shot. Like they're really gonna ham it up. Yeah. So I could see that happening. Moving over to the Brooklyn versus Cat, I said this when this was originally happening on the show. And I feel it 10 times more now. I think Brooklyn was acting like a bully. And I think she kept this storyline going because it got her airtime. And the yeah. fact that she said, lace that bitch up two times during Tuesday night's episode, like, I feel like she's trying to make catchphrases. I feel like she's trying to be that character. She already, mm. she's a shoe in for paradise. So I don't get why you're even trying that hard. Yeah. But like, like what you said in the beginning, at the end of the day, what did Kat really do? Like she right. fucking like, it stole is not that. that deep. It's not that deep. On the topic of trying to get airtime, we need mm. to address uh, the back row. The back row. Um, I took some people's names down, like Olivia and Genevieve, because those were two people that were like really chiming in about the Christina stuff. And I think they both went home night one or night two. I remember Genevieve, though. I don't remember Olivia at all. But I remember Genevieve. Olivia L. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why I don't want to go too hard on that is because uh, you guys probably saw, but before the women tell all, I shared the clip from our Crystal interview where she says that producers literally are uh, riling you up, trying to get you pumped to go out on the on the women tell all stage and really make a commotion. So it's hard to question why those girls are are behaving that way when you know that producers are like, "Look, Olivia L, you want to get on Paradise? You didn't get screen time on totally. Zach season." Like, make a commotion, make a name for yourself. And honestly, while I'm not necessarily excited to see Olivia L on Paradise because I don't know who she is, I do think she earned her Paradise pass with what she did. Like, mm. saying to Kat, Kat's like, you went home night one. And she's like, yeah, and Zach got to know your personality and he still sent you home. Like, that yeah. was a fucking good diss. It was. But I do think it's a little mean girly that going home night one is considered the ultimate like there is a hierarchy on this show and, totally. and that always makes me feel bad for people like there's like a popular clique well honestly like olivia l said it's like going home night one literally says nothing about you personally like it's genuinely zach met 30 people and just like a numbers game had to send some people home but i feel like the girls who make it further try to turn around and make it so like oh well <laughs> You went home night one. Ma, 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 ma. That happens every tell-all, though. Like, going home night one is truly, like, the ultimate diss that you can give to someone. And there's no, there's usually no rebuttal except for this Olivia L one. I actually think she probably assumed that people would throw that in her yeah, face so she yeah. came prepared. But that is a good diss. Like, what does that say about you? Like, he got to know you. Totally. No, I can appreciate that. What did you think of Brianna not being there? I, like, crazy need to know the truth behind all that. The Brianna not being there and the fact that Christina didn't get a hot seat leads me to believe crazy. that a lot of what we saw surrounding all of that drama was not how things really went down. Because otherwise, yeah. why would they not be talking about it? Well, Brianna wasn't there. Bailey wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Two people that episode one, I thought would be like, maybe not top four, but like top six. Yeah. And they're not even there. I also tried looking up Brianna's Instagram. And I don't know if I'm just like really shitty at searching, but I couldn't even find her Instagram page. Interesting. I wonder if she got a lot of hate for putting the whole, like she kind of planted the seed of like Christina is the person making a problem. I wonder if she got a lot of 
hate online for that. I don't know. I don't know if maybe she never had an Instagram or I don't know if I'm just like, maybe right, I just right. couldn't fucking, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm sure I'm going to get DMs from people saying that like Brianna's Instagram page is alive and well. But like, I just think it's weird. Brianna was a very important person in this season even without being there very long i think it takes a really special person to be that important without having to be there that long um so i was very surprised when that was brought to my attention something about christina during jess's hot seat they brought up like her body glitter which i actually thought was really funny and then she said like you know i'm no longer gonna let anyone dull my sparkle love that Mm-hmm. But I do think they dull. I do think the girls were trying to dull Christina's sparkle. And I think from what we saw, she fe- she seemed so defeated. Like she handled that criticism like a fucking boss. And I think to sit there and have all these girls say like, you're too much, like your energy sucked all the energy. And like, did you ever see that TikTok, that viral TikTok where the guy's like, um, if I'm too much, then go find less. And I feel like that is such a powerful statement. And I think that that resonates with Christina. Like, why are you guys allowed to say she's too much? This is who she is. Go find less. Like, I, I don't know. Did you feel that way? Like, why didn't she get more attention? She's so dynamic. Yeah, I think though a little bit it comes off as performative in that like, I think Christina was like made for this show. Like she checked so many boxes. And I think that's why we all thought she was going to be such a front runner early on. And she so quickly was like, singled out ostracized and like kicked out of the house more or less so I think a lot of the girls to a lot of the girls it comes off as like performative that she was trying to be so big because she's on a tv show not because that's like actually her personality yeah I mean I guess we don't really know but she's a shoe in for paradise so I think she's going to get some kind of redemption in paradise No, for sure. And she's handled the social media game so well. Like her TikToks are really funny. But that's why I'm like, girl, you are made for this show. Like you've been planning for this for like two years. Yeah, I just love her so much. I think she's so funny and yes, made for the show that I hope that they give her less of a hard time in paradise. I'm sure they will. Kat's hot seat. Jesse says to her, like, there was many times this season I thought you'd be the final one. And I was like, me too. Mm-hmm. Literally all of us. But it's crazy that I didn't realize other people thought that too. I thought that was just us. Oh, I thought it was pretty. I mean, I feel like even Zach thought it at one point. And I don't think we got any answers as to literally what changed other than his zero tolerance policy for drama. I think what changed, and I will die on this hill, is that he was pleasantly surprised by Ariel. I think like initially him and Ariel weren't that strong. And then she had the one-on-one and he was like, oh, wow. And so it was just a numbers game. And then Kat got kicked out. I agree with that, but that doesn't explain why he, if she was his potential final pick, why she no longer was. Oh, yeah, I guess. Because like, then why wouldn't it be like Gabby who went home or or one of the other girls that's now still there? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the drama thing. Maybe, no. Did you think he got wind of all of that stuff between her and Brooklyn? That's what I said last week. Like, it's like the second she was involved in drama, that's when she went home. Before that, he was obsessed with her. Yeah, I think she was also starting to get in her head too and starting to feel like a little bit insecure and needed validation from him, which I think could also be him being like, <gasps> drama, goodbye. Also, you know what's funny? The drama, zero tolerance policy thing, applies to literally everyone except Brooklyn. Brooklyn was involved in drama from very early on, but she lasted very long given that she was involved in drama, which is not typical. Yeah. You know, like she was fighting with Christina. Mm -hmm. That's true. Would just shut the fuck up, all that stuff. I just think she came off very catty. And I think what Kat said, like, look, you addressed it with me on the show. I, I, you know, 
I don't know if she apologized or what, but like basically they had the conversation about it. That wasn't the issue. The issue was that she kept it going. And even watching it be like replayed and re-talked about, it made me like, it reminded me of how odd it was. And and same with um the Zach and Jess thing, like them replaying that scene. Again, I was like, what the fuck, Zach? Like you literally look like, I don't know. I thought that scene was so weird to rewatch. The scene where he's sending Jess home, you mean? Yeah, where he's like, I feel so strongly about us and it's about a one-on-one like yeah it's like yeah it yeah kind that's of what is. the show is so uh I was a little bugged that we didn't get to see the uh Zach versus Greer COVID conversation because remember I said like oh he's gonna have to like yeah, answer to this yeah was, yeah that conversation was so awkward on the show that I would love to see it like in real time now be brought to light like have a conversation about it you know with Greer I think they had more important topics to tackle which I think like Bachelor Nation as a whole really appreciated Jesse even acknowledged himself that ABC has done a really poor job at taking accountability for racism within their contestants or on the show in general yeah no I think that's true um, so I appreciated him kind of bringing up the fact that, you know, they haven't done a good job at this in the past. And so the fact that they're making Greer's time about that, I thought was refreshing to see. Maybe that means this franchise is turning over a new leaf. You know, we do have Charity as the Bachelorette this next season. So I'm hopeful. Yeah, no, I think that that's kind of why I said, like, I felt like the Women Tell All as a whole was a really good one, because I think I left feeling like, okay, like, there are changes that are being made. They clearly see that they need to start, one, diversifying their leads, two, making people take accountability for something has come up that uh, should be addressed. And people on Twitter were happy, I think, as a whole, but also questioning why Eric Schwer wasn't held accountable as well given that um he also had a history involving blackface yeah no well that's what's frustrating is it's like i'm glad that they're doing this now but it does feel a little too little too late because i think in the case of eric it's like he didn't have to address those things because he was in a couple with gabby and they wanted to protect them as a couple um which is frustrating because it's like that shouldn't give him a pass to not talk on this or take accountability so we'll see it's a step in the right direction at least and then charity takes the hot seat and i obviously like love watching charity but i feel like her hot seat was exactly what i was expecting it to be you know she was just like heartbroken yeah looks beautiful that flawless face thank you so much yeah and i i loved watching her i thought she looked beautiful and i'm so here for her being the bachelorette but i'm not buying the whole she and zach america thought zach was gonna choose you i never thought zach was gonna choose charity i actually (laughs) never saw the chemistry between them at all i think they always gave off like best friend vibes yeah for sure that I think she may I don't know I don't know if she was really all that sad but I think you have to kind of like play the role in a sense yeah I think she could have been the bachelorette without without being heartbroken by Zach like we all liked her so much that you could have just been like yeah this wasn't my person but I'm open to finding love like yeah don't sell us the story that you're so devastated over Zach when like I don't maybe they told her to maybe they told her to play it up like in the same way that Kaylin did um yeah I I mean I'm I'm excited to see more of her I was texting you this the other night that I feel like we saw more of Charity's personality in those last five minutes when Jesse was uh telling her that she was going to be the bachelorette versus the entire season and she was just like so cute so funny like making jokes and so bright And it's just unfortunate that I feel like I'm saying this all the time with people on the show, like Clayton, we didn't really see a lot of his personality till after the show. 
Zach. I think we're going to really see that he's more of like a funny, personable guy once he's not the lead anymore. And the fact that like Charity, we watched a whole season of her and didn't get to see like how brightly she can shine. I don't get why they don't show people's like fun, quirky personality traits when they're actually on the show. It's frustrating. But I'm confident that we will see that once she gets going with I show. hope so. Yeah, I feel like they're better at showing Bachelorette's personalities for some reason. For some reason, like with The Bachelors, I feel like maybe because the focus is more on the women in yeah. The Bachelor seasons. I don't know. Time waster number four, bloopers. Mm-hmm. Literally punch me in the face. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> some people like them. Some people. Okay. Are you one of those people? Um, I mean, I don't get I don't get mad at them. I don't I don't feel like they're fluff as much as literally going to a watch party is fluff. That is truly like <laughs> we have 20 minutes. And we have to sell ads that are going like commercial yeah. breaks. So we need to do something. Oh, I don't know. Give the, that 20 minutes to Christina Mandrell. And, and I want to ask her some questions. No, absolutely. Um, okay. So you're a pro blooper in the grand scheme. I mean, I, I'm, I'm indifferent blooper. Okay. That's better than me. Cause I, I feel like I was just like full from so much fluff with peanut butter. I just like love well, the imagery of a peanut butter and fluff sandwich these days. I know, but that's like a really filling meal. So I understand if there's a lot of fluff on your sandwich, like you're mm-hmm. going to be full. I know. And I can't even taste the peanut butter. It's like annoying. So then Zach gets there. Mercedes and Kylie give him a group hug. And I was like, why is this happening? But like, sure, go off. Uh, yeah. Wait, can we also talk about sex week? Oh, yes. And I literally had in the beginning that lady in the audience wearing a t-shirt that just says sex week. I'm like, what? They probably handed that to her as she walked into the audience. They're yeah. like, ma'am, you're going to be our token lady wearing t-shirt that says sex week. You didn't no. know about the phrase beforehand. So you obviously like Mike Fleiss printed it on Etsy and handed it to you. I know. And they're really trying to make sex week happen. And I just like, don't know if it's going to catch on as a phrase. Well, it makes me feel a little uncomfy. And like the previews are alluding to the fact that he promises to not have sex and then whoops, his dick pops out and he has sex with someone. (laughs) Now we all know on this podcast, not to believe the trailer because the trailer is full of lies, but like, what the fuck happens? And like, why are we calling it sex week? If there's no sex, I think maybe there is some sex. I know. I know I'm trying to like take the trailer with a grain of salt, but that to me is the only explanation that there is some sex accidentally watching accidental sex it just popped out and <laughs> yeah popped it just in like and... accidentally fell in and then who do you think it's with yeah my opinion is that it's katie because gabby is like so so upset and we have a lot of shots of her being like this isn't fair blah 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 um and then we just like don't see that much of ariel so maybe it could be ariel too but i don't know i just i think it's katie right wouldn't it be super lame if this is a classic ABC letdown and there's no sex and that's it. Like I could, I could see that too. I mean, they showed Colton on the edge of a cliff with a ring box and he never even made it to the final yeah, night of his show. They can stage true. complete scenes. I just, I just don't believe them ever. I just like, feel like the calling it sex week when Yosef has a daughter is just crazy to me. <laughs> I know this is network television people. Like, Seriously. Yeah. I know. Like it's like a family channel. <laughs> and yet, yeah, no, I think it's a bit much. I, I don't know. Maybe that's their way of trying to just like entice people more to watch it, spice things up, sex sells, I suppose. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to remind you guys that we have a fantasy suite episode on our Patreon channel and we go into all the secrets of fantasy suite. And some of them prove that 
there are, I don't want to say lies on the show, but like what you see on the show isn't necessarily what actually happens. Totally. Like we have stories, we have stories from people who say, you know, you saw us closing the door. And then like, I literally went back to my hotel room by myself. So that's worth checking out before you go and watch uh, the actual fantasy suites, AKA sex week. Yeah. Anything else from this infamous women tell all I said everything I want to say, except for the fact that I thought it was funny that Zach thought it was mold wine. That's it. I don't actually, I saw everyone talking about that, but I don't really even know what that is. So I don't, I didn't care. Mold wine is like, it's warm wine, like during the holidays and they put like spices in it. Oh, you know what Oh, no, but I'm looking forward. I mean, I'm overall looking forward to sex week and looking forward to seeing if sex is involved in sex week. Yes, I feel like overall, it's finally getting to the point where I get excited to watch the show. It's like we suffer through literally all of these weeks. And then I'm like, yes, this is why I put in the hours so that I can know who these people are when the actual drama unfolds. And I feel like we're finally mm. at that point. So that's exciting. The blood, sweat, and tears. It's all worth it. Yeah, it's a tough job, but you know, someone's, <laughs> someone's got to do, do it for America. Okay, right. moving on. Okay, so I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but if you guys don't know, I recently moved into a new apartment. And obviously when you're moving into a new apartment or really doing anything that requires, you know, a big life change, like getting a new car or buying a house, it's really important that you have a health credit score and so basically kickoff can help you take control of your credit so that your score doesn't get in the way of you being able to get these things like how horrible would it be if I'm applying for this apartment I got it but you know I don't have good credit and then wouldn't have been able to move in so kickoff is the easiest way to build credit fast whether you have no credit or you want to boost your score kickoff is the number one credit building app that has helped over a million people take control of their credit which really is so important as you get older it's kind of like Having good credit is something that we should have been taught all along in school, but just like, I don't know. Taxes. We never learned that either. Right. You're trying to find like what X equals. Instead, we should have been talking about credit score and how to do your taxes mm -hmm. and finances, but instead they're like play hot cross buns on this fucking recorder. So I totally hear you that maybe people that are our age need to seek out kickoff.com because we didn't know that this was so important, but now we're being faced with these like major purchases where you need to show for yourself that like you have good credit. So I love that kickoff is an option now for not just people our age, but like specifically people our age that didn't know that this was an, a major thing. But um, kickoff actually offers plans starting at just $5 a month. And every on-time payment you make with kickoff is reported to the major credit bureaus. And when they see healthy habits, you see a happier credit score. So it's really cool. It's this very small amount you just pay to build your credit score over time. Um, you can even set up auto pay so you can build credit without even thinking about it. Clutch, that's actually what I'm doing. And Kickoff has also been praised by big names like Forbes and NerdWallet as a smart way to build credit fast. And it has a 4.9 out of 5 rating in the App Store and over 44,000 rave reviews. So you can trust Kickoff and trust us because we're telling you that kickoff is worth it. Take control of your credit so it can't control you. Yeah, so literally what are you guys waiting for? You can apply right now in minutes at kickoff.com and you can start building better credit. So that's kickoff, K-I-K-O-F-F.com. Build your credit score without the lift. Start kickoff today at kickoff.com. All right, it is time for Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air, and you know what, Jackie? What? It's a good fucking time. It is a good time. It's so funny you say that, because I was thinking it was a good time, too. 
Do you think it's a good time, listeners? Sound off in the comments below. Oh, that you're asking me, and I'm like, yes, I just said that. No. <laughs> yeah, sound off in the comments below if you too think it's a good time. This person writes, Hi, Stephanie. I've been listening to you guys for quite some time and love your show. Thanks. I wanted to give you some insight since you and Jackie have been talking about Zach's job quite a bit. Oh. Not sure what his official job title was, but he is slash was most definitely in sales, which makes him getting upset with Greer even more confusing. Someone I know who worked with him called him, quote, a classic sales bro. Anyway, thought I'd share since there's been some confusion around his job. Ooh, classic sales bro gives me a visceral reaction i don't know if you right. ever at any other job worked with people who are in sales the bro one it's like a very bro profession so if you're a classic sales bro i'm scared of you yeah i'm literally scared of you this doesn't shed enough light on is he a trans monster and does he give presentations on calculators i still am not totally convinced that he doesn't do that. I think he does. Remember? And then he like teaches you how to write boobies when he puts it over. Yeah. Randomly, I don't think that's part of his job, but you know, he's like, never okay, know. guys, whip out your TI 43s. Remember that? Like, remember those fucking calculators in middle school? Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Fuck that, Zach. I'm not listening to your presentation. What's his title again? Trans monster. No, his actual title? Manager? Trans monster. I don't know. We can go on LinkedIn. Go on LinkedIn. Well, thank you for this insight, whoever wrote this in. Whoa. Senior cloud technology sales executive at Oracle. Does it say anything about calculators? No, that's not in the description of what he does. Damn it. Wait, wait, this is actually getting juicy. It says, so you know how you can like write under your positions, like what you do? And he says, close 1.5 million of cloud infrastructure in FY22, whatever. But... So he 100% does sales and closes deals. And he made fun of Greer for caring about sales when that's literally his job. Jackie, he's trying to find his wife, though. Like, he doesn't care about a measly sales quarter when he's trying to find his wife. 1.5 million of cloud infrastructure? That's huge. What would you rather have, a wife or 1.5 million of cloud infrastructure? And unlimited access to calculators? Probably his sales bro job because I don't have confidence in couples on this show. Yeah. Especially if he doesn't have a gel blaster gun, like they're doomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or honestly, they should just provide who Zach ends up with, with a gel blaster gun and say, mm. don't ask questions, just take it. And, and you'll, you'll, you'll get it. When the time comes, you'll be like, Oh yeah. This right after a fight. Like could you imagine Zach and Greer have that awkward interaction. And then instead she whips out a gel blaster gun to try to fix it. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, put on these goggles. Like randomly, guys, here's a word of advice from someone who should not be giving advice because I'm very single. But if you ever get in a fight with a significant other, shooting them with a gel blaster gun might make it worse. And not really. It's a great way to blow off steam, says Ari. Okay, this next one. Encounter, kind of. My healthcare marketing company sends out an email with new hires of the month, and I was surprised to see Joey on there. Twin Joey. Oh, twin Joey. Remember, we actually had an encounter about them last week. His fun fact was that he has a twin brother who also works for the company. Of course that's your fun fact. They work for the same company? I truly cannot say I'm surprised that they both work at the same place and that his fun fact would be that he is a twin. Why wouldn't your fun fact be like, I was on The Bachelor? That's way cooler than the fact that's that you're That's way more twin. fun. I know. She goes, so should I teams chat him or is that unprofessional? So obviously I 
gave her great advice. I said, definitely chat him. She says, but what do I say? I say, I, and I really thought about like, what should we say? Cause now I'm like, now I'm in it with you sliding into his DMs. I said, say, are you the twin who wears the gold necklace or the silver necklace? Since apparently that's the only way to differentiate between you guys. She said, okay, I'm so dead. Okay, I'll do it once I get the balls to reach out and I'll update you guys. So Sierra, we are waiting on when you do that. And once you do, you please send screenshots. Also like be like, hey, welcome to the company. I'd love to take you out for coffee. And then he'll be like, okay, but my twin has to come. And then, and then you just go with both of them. You, why would he say his twin has to come? Because his twin has to come because he doesn't do anything without him. Right. I mean, they work at the same company, so that makes sense. Yeah. That's crazy. Can he spot his twin from across the office is what I want to know. Seriously. Yeah, so we expect an update soon. Keep us posted, girl. Moving on, next Bachelor Encounter. In January 2019, ABC held a Bachelor viewing event in LA for the premiere of Colton's season. It was star-studded. And by that, I mean all the Bachelor alum were there, even Neil Lane. Specifically remember Nick Vial, Wells, Wills, Jaden Tanner, Annalise, Christina, and some of the Winter Game people. We were able to talk to a bunch of alumni and everyone was so nice. Specifically, Holly and Tinsley were our favorite. I think she means Holly, Durst, Julian, friend of the show, and Tenley, who's also yeah. a friend of the show because I don't know anyone named Tinsley, but I do remember Holly was there. The event had bar, little food stations like donuts. It was the most fun event and we even ended up on TV multiple times. The funniest being my husband on screen looking at the cameras when they specifically told us not to look at the cameras. We were allowed to have our phones, which was nice because I also went to the taping of the Bachelor event, the Bachelor's Strongest Woman competition, also Colton season, and that was way less fun. <laughs> Lots of sitting around waiting. Terry Crews was the host, which was cool because we were five feet away from him and his wife all day long, and they were so cute together. The event was maybe eight hours, yet was only shown on TV for five to ten minutes. Would not recommend. So the second thing she's talking about is a group date from Colton season. She said was not fun at all, and it was eight hours, but they only show five minutes mm. of it on the show. The original thing was like the premiere party of his season, which aired on my birthday. Fun fact. Overall, I wish they held events like the viewing party more often. Pictures and videos below, which she shares some pictures, and looks like a really good time. How cool. Good. I'm so glad you had a good time. And not surprised that Tenley and Holly were the two that were the nicest, because they are the nicest. Mm -hmm. They are really sweet. It's weird. It's crazy. Like, they don't do events like this for The Bachelor opening anymore. I know. And I remember, like, that was at the peak of their, like, because it's gone downhill since with ratings mm -hmm. and stuff. But, like, Colton's premiere, there was, like, a red carpet. All Bachelor alumni came. They had the live show. I mean, a lot of that could have been cut out. I remember, like, Chris is like, we're going over to JoJo and Caitlin in mm -hmm. the booth. And, like, it cut to them. And they're like, hey, Chris, we're still here. We have nothing else to add. Back to you. And like, that's what the event was. But at least it like kind of- It gets hype. I want, it's like a catch 22 thing. It's like, they're not doing these things because the ratings aren't as good, but it's like, maybe the ratings would be better if you like really hyped it up and made it more of like an event and brought all the stars back and got people excited and invited She's All Batch podcast to go. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like there are so many people in so many different marketing departments that could really use our help and they are mm -hmm. just turning a blind eye. Hire right. us, ABC. Hire us, Gel Blaster. Hire us, Aaron Clancy. We can offer a lot of marketing. Oh my insight. God, we're going to have so many jobs. We'll be so busy. I know. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters you have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch. Maybe, just maybe, we'll read about it next week. Until then. But only just maybe.
I was texting you last night and you said you were really busy doing something. So I need to know what you were doing that was so busy that you could not answer my text messages. Okay, well, very funny that you ask. So I have been obsessed with this new game on my phone called Love and Pies. It's from Trail Mix Games. And it's just like really a fun way to disconnect because I don't know about you, but like I feel when I want to just like relax, I immediately go to my phone and start scrolling. And that we know is just actually not relaxing. But just playing this fun little game, Love and Pies, it's cool because part of it is just casual and you're just baking pies in your bakery and, and you play as the main character and you're owning this bakery and you're making the orders for everyone. But there's like this twist where her mom mysteriously died. And so you're constantly going on this mystery and uncovering aspects to the story that are intriguing. I don't know even know how to fully explain it. You guys just have to like play it for yourself because it really is so fun. And then Jackie has been nonstop talking about this game. Like mm -hmm. she's like, hold on, I'm on level seven or whatever you were doing. And I'm like, girl, it's addicting, yeah. but in a good way because it like kind of like helps you escape while you're playing the game as opposed to like you said mindless scrolling on TikTok. So yeah so guys go check it out for a tasty mix of love and drama. Download Love and Pies for free today. So that's Love and Pies. It is free to download in the App Store or on Google Play. All right guys we have Robbie Hayes here. You remember him from JoJo season of The Bachelorette and you also remember him from Paradise and Siesta Key. Were you on oh, yeah. Siesta Key? I was. Did you also make it on an episode of Vanderpump Rules or no? Uh, two, if you count the reunion when I got bashed. <laughs> Vanderpump Rules is very much in the headlines right now. And given that you have connections to the show, what is your take on what they're calling Scandival? <laughs> um, I've seen some of it come through in the headlines. I don't keep up with much of the show, but obviously it's been hard to avoid the headlines. Um, and my only opinion was I've, I've, I've met them both once and I really liked Tom. Uh, he just contagious laughter, uh, always smiling and he was entertaining. It was, I only, only spent a couple days with them. Uh, we stayed uh, kind of in the same place around Coachella one of the years for, for that event. And um, he was just endless entertainment. I thought he was hilarious, but he was a great guy and sucks that this is happening for him. But, um, you know, you can't be doing that. <laughs> Yeah. That is yeah. a no-no. <laughs> Are you surprised by it? Like when when the news was unfolding, were you like, "Oh my god, this is my this guy that I have such great thoughts about"? And no, I didn't know him well enough to be surprised by it. Um, like I said, surface level, I spent forty eight hours with him, but it's sad. Yeah, I did really like Tom a lot the one time I met him and Ariana. I it was a little different, just kind of cold shouldered, but. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's move back over then to what we know best, The Bachelor. Sure, yeah. Rewind. So how did you end up on JoJo's season? And um, that was the season where Kayla was originally the lead and they did the last minute switch. So did you know that it was Kayla then JoJo? Quinn? Yes. Was it Kayla Quinn? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. You know what? I think I did hear that, but I forgot until you just brought that up. Um, yeah. I, I I always liked Kayla. Um, tried to meet up with her a couple times in New York after the show. Um, and she's happily married right now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. a baby on the way. Yeah. Oh, nice. Congratulations, yeah. Kayla. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I would have been fine with it. I would have, JoJo would have been my first choice, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering I if they tell you guys, though. Like, do you guys, oh. you know now, but did you know back then? No, I didn't know back then. Um, okay. I think I... 
I remember hearing something about that. And it was probably shortly after or something like that. But during it, I, I, I just thought it was always her. Do you think you and Kayla would have connected in a similar way? I think it would have been possible, but uh, mm-hmm. I think Jojo and I would have always had a stronger one. Yeah. Well, you sure. said you tried to meet up with Kayla. Was it romantic meetup? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, no, not at all. Uh, I, a lot of the girls were up in New York at that time. Um, and we were we, we would link up usually when we would get in town together. Okay. So on JoJo season, Jordan was a front runner from night one. He got the first impression rose. We actually spoke to Chad Johnson like a year ago. And he said that everyone in the house knew it was Jordan the whole time. So everyone was just trying to kind of like play the game. But you were the runner up. So I don't think I think that's probably not the case for you. What was your take on like, did you feel like a front runner? Yeah, I did. Um, and partly that, that was just because I was very naive. <laughs> um, you know, that was the first time I went in there and, you know, was kind of used as a pawn on a TV show, which had happened multiple times after that. But then at least I was aware of it. I don't think I found out until after we wrapped and the season was airing that her and Jordan had met before the show um and hung out a couple times uh, i think it was down in dallas or something but um yeah i didn't know that i was kind of blinded by you know the way i was feeling about jojo and just kind of kept my head down stayed out of the mess with chad and alex and- yeah you said something interesting though about feeling like you were a pawn on a reality show can you expand on that since what we just said like uh, about the um about the vanderpump rule situation I saw one of um, the other Tom's comments and was, I guess he just kissed Raquel somewhere. He made a comment to the press that was like, you'll see it all unfold. I really don't know if I'm a pawn yet or not. If that was just me, them trying to get me to distract from what the other Tom was doing, the bad stuff. Mm. But yeah, they just kind of like, they drop you in there to sacrifice you like a gladiator every now and then. Did you feel like that on JoJo season? Because I feel like you were fairly unproblematic on that season. Oh no, JoJo season's great. Um, <laughs> but then if if you look at um, Paradise, like when I went on that Vanderpump Rules with Sheena, I, I was only on there one episode, and I was one of like I think four guys that season that she kind of she was the only single one, so she was doing her little dating tour of you know me, Adam Spot, and a couple other guys. Um, and then got ripped apart on the reunion just by all the other girls. Well, Sheena was getting ripped apart, which is why it kind of trickled down to me. But yeah, mm. so that, I took that as a pawn. But I mean, I was happy with my little cameo. Like for drama, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I knew I knew it wasn't going to be a welcoming from that entire 18-person cast when Sheena's, they're all coupled up and Sheena's just bringing in guy after guy. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I was having fun with Sheena at the time. You know, we were traveling the world. Um, we it was never too serious. We never got in any arguments. It was just fun. Two people had yeah. experienced similar situations. When was the mm-hmm. last time you spoke to her? Had to be over two years. Okay, I think I was gonna say because she's gotten herself involved in the scandal. Scandal. I think she. Oh, I someone. saw that. Was there alleged abuse or something like that? I, I think she punched someone. I'm not sure. I have to go fact check that. But yeah, I she's think you're gotten... right. I, 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 that was part of an article. Some some sort of abuse. Yeah. Ugh, I need to watch Man of Rules. I like I'm so getting FOMO with all the drama. We'll start with this the episodes that Robbie was on. Yeah, that's like season seven. So okay, thanks. Yeah, send us the exact episodes. So um <laughs> you move over from JoJo season, you get your heart broken though. You go home. How long does it take you to kind of like 
take yourself out of the fact that like, I was in a bubble and maybe well, it was not the best idea to get engaged? Probably about two months, two and a half months. Um, I got a heartbreak puppy, which helped and probably the best decision that came from that heartbreak because she, now she's been with me for six years and she's fantastic. Is her name Jojo? No. <laughs> oh her name's Dixie. Cute. It takes some time. I think um, you, you do kind of sit back and realize that. I, like, I'm not knocking the love that I found. I did find love with JoJo. I do know, however, that it, it's manipulated love. It is like they put you in a box. She's the only female you see, smell, or look at for however long. And you're surrounded by a bunch of dudes with competition coming out their eyes. It's just like, yeah, you sit back and you realize it all once you look it back, especially when you're watching her go on other dates and you don't really see her kiss other people usually while you're out there filming it. And then you go back and you watch it and there's like three dudes in one episode. You're like, yeah. So, yeah. How is that different, though, from a paradise experience, would you say? Paradise had a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I could go in and there was, there was multiple women. Um, I liked the bachelorette better than I liked. Really? Paradise, Paradise was fun just because the options were there. And if, if I wasn't so into Jojo, then maybe I'd have a different opinion because there's mm -hmm. more fish in the sea out there. But as far as like Jojo being the girl that I got to fall in love with and the traveling, we went to Uruguay for two weeks. We went to Argentina for two weeks, Thailand for two weeks, Poconos, Pennsylvania, just a stone throw away. There you go. But yeah, the traveling, the hotels we got to go to, the staying, it was it was awesome. We had someone just on that that touched on traveling as the, with the Bachelor franchise and how like you actually do travel with the lead, but producers may try to keep you away from the lead in the airport. Do you have any yeah. experience with that? They always said um, that it was either paparazzi. You know, we had cover stories, right? Like we, we wouldn't travel with more than five guys together or, or walk around the airport with five. We try to stay in groups of five or six because that could be considered a boy band. And that was our cover story is we were like performing some sort of band playing. But yeah, I did hear like a lot of times that she could have been in first class on the same flight. We were all in the back of the bus and they just loaded us on first. Right. Or she she was like on a single floor of an entire hotel room that she had to herself and the producers. And then we were like upstairs. And we had no idea she was in the same spot. So you move over from JoJo season and you move on to paradise. We ask everyone about money and paradise because some people negotiate and some people don't. Did you negotiate because you were a bigger, more recognizable name? Both times. Do you want to drop a range? Uh, I mean, sure. Just under a thousand a day. Okay. That's okay. pretty high considering what we've heard from other people. Because it is such a range. I think the basis is 400 a day, but then like someone like a Blake Horseman, I think got 800 a day. Yeah, I was right at like 850, something like right there. I think Amanda was higher than me on my season. And she's okay. one of the ones I had heard about that was kind of up there. Dean was up there near where I was. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second Bachelor in Paradise I went on, that's kind of why I only came in at the end is because I was negotiating a very, very much higher rate for them to get me to come back. Um, and so I was literally on the island for, I was the last person to walk in went on a date with Shoshana and then it ended. And you got paid more for that one. What did you get paid for that? One? It, was, it was a flat rate instead of the daily, but no, it, it was. was not It didn't equal more than the first season. I think the number I wanted was just a little high. And so they were like, well, we'll bring you in for the end of it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There's definitely a good negotiation in there for sure. 
did you go into paradise knowing that Amanda would be someone that you would be interested in or was, or were you surprised by that? Um, not until we got sent back. Um, because that was the year Corinne and Demario. Yeah. So when we got sent back, I kind of reevaluated where I stood because I, I initially went out there fully intending to, you know, try to spend some time with Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought she was going to be kind of cool, a good girl. Um, and when I came back, I just kind of saw that, you know, she was doing her thing with what's his face. I forgot. I'm not going to forget his name. Why am I blanking on his yeah. name too? I, I have him in my Her head. Husband. Yeah. He's so funny. Oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. Adam, that's right. Um, and so and Amanda was there and I just kind of said, let's do that. Sorry, Alex. But you, yes, Alex, but you had Thank a you. friendship with Josh. So did you get his blessing to go after Amanda? He was the first person I called when I got back. Um, and I left him a long voicemail kind of telling him what happened. And he texted me back, didn't call me back, um, said something very short and like, it's cool, something like that. And it wasn't cool. He wasn't happy about it. Um, and I kind of knew that going into it, but um, it is kind of what it is. The other person Josh and I had in common was Lindsay Chrisley. Right. Did you, were you with Amanda though at that point when you're asking Josh? Because I remember you guys left the beach separate and then kind of came back together. We were together. She uh, kind of called me crying, saying producers kind of made her do that. Interesting. They didn't want her to leave. It was more for her than it was to screw me over because they didn't want her to go for Ben Higgins and then end up getting engaged to Josh Murray and then breaking that off and then leaving love again with me. And so they kind of wanted her to leave on her own single, not responsible for any other uh, you know, love mm-hmm. a male as a single mom, they wanted her to kind of leave in a respectful way and not. Do you think that's because they had other plans for her at some point or were like, oh, we want her to be leaving single in case they wanted to make her bachelorette or something? I'm not sure. I was caught off guard when she did it there mm-hmm. in the moment. But then obviously that night when she called me crying, asking me to come to her hotel room, I knew it was. Maybe they were thinking of making her bachelorette because why else would she like had already had her seasons and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, I think the only reason they wouldn't have done that is because of, you know, she was already pretty fragile at that point. Mm-hmm. Did that um, end your friendship with Josh, given his short answer? And if you want to call what we had a friendship, yeah. Well, speaking of friendships, uh, you were also linked to Jeff Holm. He was your former roommate and things yeah. kind of went south. Um, there was mm-hmm. like a restraining order that was dropped. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about the Jeff home of it all? And when was the last time you spoke to him? I haven't spoke to him since I moved out, moved out last August um, and took him to court for that restraining order, um, which he dropped because it was baseless and he lied on it. But um, yeah, he was just he was I liked Jeff a lot. Obviously, I lived with him for four years. Um, he's he's a charming, funny, entertaining guy. Um but he is a trust fund baby. Um, he 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 doesn't understand what it's like to be told no. Um, he kind of gets whatever, whoever he wants. And at that point, he was trying to take over the house we were in because the owner had passed away. And um, we were kind of squatting because no one had collected rent in about a year. And so he kind of thought he could kind of kick everyone out. And then he was going to put in a lowball offer and buy the house. And I think he did. I think he did buy the house. Um uh, from the estate and the trust. So 
he was just kind of kicking roommates out one by one so he could end up owning the house itself and i was like i'm not leaving i, I got a house on the beach that we don't pay rent for right now like good luck yeah. and then i i went to um utah for a influencer event with worldview um there was like 25 of us out there um and when i came back all my stuff was in a storage unit the room was empty all my stuff had been moved out and and there was a restraining order on the counter sitting there he was saying robbie doesn't live here he comes in here and destroys property blah blah, blah. i was like i locked myself in my room and i don't come out what are you talking about like that's crazy yeah. for people who don't know are you talking about so this is what after your time on the show you guys are living together in LA and this yes, is when this is this all was, happening okay yeah this was about a year and a half ago 2020 August also very recent and you guys yeah. were besties so you have to have the tea on why what happened between him and Ari it's like an unknown unsolved mystery him and Ari, who's Ari? Ari the Ari like oh, oh, the race car driver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why something did they happened at, Something happened at a wedding. I think one of them hooked up with each other's girl at a wedding um, that they went to, and I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but yeah, they don't talk after that. You know what I think it was based on <clears throat> bachelor book knowledge. <laughs> I think so. Our uh, Jeff got Emily in the end of that bachelor season. I think. Ari and then they broke up and then I think Ari hooked up with Emily after a wedding of some sort and Jeff felt it was kind of man code that like yes we were both the two finalists but like she was my fiance yeah. like you shouldn't have gone after yeah. her exactly what Jeff was that, I mean I don't know if that is the situation it sounds right it's along the lines of what I was thinking one of them yeah. hooked up with one of the, each other's girls but yeah sounds like Jeff Jeff tweeted that he would donate to a um a charity of Ari's choice if Ari lasted like six months with his uh, final pick. But then Ari then picks the girl, dumps her, and goes for his runner-up, who he's married to with three kids now. So, like, technically wow. Jeff was right, but... I didn't know that. Good for him. Yeah. I had never met Ari. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. And the feud between them was always so confusing. And, and Ari even said, like, I don't know why he has so much hostility towards me, but... Neither of them have spoken about it since. So it's nice to get a little. I didn't either. I didn't know why I got moved out of my room. <laughs> it's just when he decides what he wants, it's what he wants. That's so crazy. So then did you, so you then sued him after that? Yeah, I was approaching that, but the, it was going to cost me. And he coming from the trust fund was going to outlast me on that one. So right. I just kind of, I knew it was uh, kind of that time, you know, LA was always temporary. I'm a Southern boy. My whole family's down here. My little sister's got two newborns. My other little sister just got married in December and she's pregnant. Um, I live around the corner from mom and dad. So it's easy when I leave town to travel and they can take the dog. Um, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to be back here. And honestly, he lit a fire under my ass to get me back here by doing what he did. So I'm happy for it. Everything works out. If he called you up and said, like, hey, man, let's go get a let's go get a beer and talk this out. What would you say? Last time I saw him was in court. I don't think that we're <laughs> going to get a beer. <laughs> OK. OK. Well, so now life today, you're in Florida. Would you say you're retired from reality TV or will we ever see you on another screen? Oh, shoot. Like I've always said, if Dancing with the Stars calls, sign me up. But that's about it. I think that's the only thing I would do. 
Make it happen, Jackie. I know you've got some plugs. <laughs> me? Yeah. Yeah. Let me call ABC up right now. They love this podcast <laughs> and they love us. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie yeah, Hayes, Dancing with the Stars next season. We're going to vote for you. Um, what is life like today? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? All that jazz. Life's great. Um, just moving this new spot. So you can see I've got... Oh, yeah. Give us a tour. So, yeah, you can see like my TV's on the floor. Mm-hmm. My telescope right there. A telescope? Cool. Do you look at the stars? bed on the floor yeah here's my office that's just kind of all on the ground this looks like a place you literally just moved into uh two days ago oh okay yeah so it's It's very fresh beautiful though what's in your fridge a bunch of alani because they just send me stuff nonstop. show you the the bathroom real quick i love that we're literally getting a tour this is going on patreon.com so yeah it's nice I've got way too many clothes. Luckily, the storage unit where I had two storage units, it cost me nine grand to send all of my stuff from LA and an 18 wheeler over here. So it's been a lot. I had a lot of, you know, brands just send us stuff, right? I've got half my belongings still have the tags on them. So it's just like mm-hmm. I'm moving stuff over, um, but it's going well. Um, since I'm in town, you know, my, my brother's been helping me. My, my dad's been over here helping me do some trips. So it's, it's coming together. It's nice. Speaking of the brands, though, you've considered yourself an influencer. And I think, wasn't that your um, title in Paradise? Didn't they put it as your, what was your yeah. thoughts on that? On them giving me that title or that profession? Um, the t- uh, the title. Oh, I didn't. I was already used to it, right? They they called me a professional swimmer on my first season, The Bachelorette, when I had two degrees and a master's in finance. So it's just like, they picked Did you ever swim? Right? Where, where did they get that from? I was an Olympic swimmer. I mean, not Olympic. I went to the Olympic trials. I qualified the Olympic trials in five events, um, graduated in 2011, oh. but I, I took a year off to train for the Olympics in 2012 in London. So you were a professional swimmer. Well, I never got paid to swim unless you consider my scholarship, you know, free, like only Phelps and Lochte were getting paid at that time. So to be okay. considered a pre- professional swimmer. And then they pull influencer out of, that was kind of like people made a joke of it. They're like, oh, look, he his profession is influencer. He thinks yeah. he's an influencer, but you didn't ask for that to be there. No, 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 no. And we don't get to pick either. That's how they kind of label the group, right? They have a few jocks with Jordan, the football player, me, the swimmer. They've got the the Wall Street guys. What was his name? Oh, Derek from my season, the financial guy. You know, they, they, they play those roles and they've got them all so that you kind of have to fall into that and become that. Are you still doing social media stuff now? Uh, I think I've posted twice this year um, and they probably were both brand stuff. So yeah, here and there I'm doing probably like one or one every month, every other month, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually okay. hit up a really nice furniture company since I just moved um, and they're going to send me a bed and a dresser so I can post about that. But that's saves me a couple of grand. We have a whole um, Patreon episode about bachelor influencers. And we, we asked people like, what, what's the most you've been paid or what, what's the most you've heard someone be paid. Could you give a range of like, what types of, what kind of money are these brands throwing at you? Like if they were to ask for a post? Yeah. On average, my post rate, I, I charge 2,500. If, if they want to include stories, it's 3,500. And that comes with three of them with links and everything. The most I've been paid uh, was by Heineken. Um, I think it was it was twelve grand for uh, one post, three stories, one post, three stories. So seven, seven total posts. Rattle That's it off good. off the top of your head. That's amazing. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, it was awesome. And and to this day, I can put in a request. Like if I'm hosting a Super Bowl party, I can 
put in a request for eight cases of beer and they'll send it. Do they want anything in return or is it nope. just they're giving you? It's called their Red Star Ambassador Program and they just want to have their stuff at everyone's party. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to call Hein again. You're going to have to. <laughs> like, are we going to be Red Star um, Ambassadors? I always loved working with LG TV because um, they'd give you a TV but also pay you your rate. So, so I've got three TVs laying around here on the floor. Um, Jeez. And I, I also I just moved into a new apartment and need a TV. So this is yeah. a good tip. Cool. Well, we want to wrap up, but where could uh, our listeners find you and anything you want to plug before we uh, wrap? In Jacksonville, Florida is where I'm at right now. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Robert Hunter 89 um, or Twitter, Robbie H Hayes. Cool. Well, nice. thank you for coming on. She's all batch and re reuniting with your old pal, Jackie. Jackie it was so good nice. seeing you. Yes. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. It. I know. Remember we would do those shows like back in Pasadena at Pluto TV. With go Iggy. way back. Yeah. 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 He came yeah. on too. That was a good time. It was fun. All okay. right. Thanks Bye. for taking the time. Yeah, I appreciate the time. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a future episode. Like we've clearly started dropping Tuesday recaps. You wouldn't have known about that if you weren't subscribed. And who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we'll release on a random Friday and you will be the one to blame if you didn't know about it. So true. So so protect yourself. Just subscribe. It's very easy. Also, if you guys want to hear the tea about who Zach picks, who's his final two, what's the deal with Reality Steve's beef with Nick Vial, go check out. We have a whole Patreon episode of us chatting with Reality Steve, and we get into a lot of different topics. Also, Reality Steve's day-to-day. How much money does he make? All these things he kind of gets into and how he started his company. Who are his sources? I'm just like literally throwing out things now. It's a good time. It's a good time. And we also are only calling him Reality Steven moving forward, which I got permission to do. So go check out our talk with Reality Steven at patreon.com slash she's all batch. And if you're looking to meet other diehard fans of the show and of the podcast, check out our Facebook group. We talk all things Bachelor. I mean, you want to know Bachelor news in the moment, you're going to have, you're going to go to that facebook absolutely um check out our merch the link to that will also be in the episode description there's some gorgeous sweatshirts that i literally wear every single day because i'm obsessed with them um but you could also wear the sweatshirts when you come to fox fest 2.0 so as we said in the beginning of this episode there is a limited amount of tickets and once they're done it's done so if you are on the fence or you're thinking about it i i just recommend pull you know just do it because you're gonna regret it and you don't want to live a life of regret. So the the link to purchase tickets is in the episode description. It's in New York City on April 13th at 7 p.m. And a portion of the proceeds do go to a very good cause. So you are helping out that good cause and supporting two creators that you love. It's like a win-win for everyone. Quick shout out. We haven't done shout out of the week in a while, but I want to shout out Teresa from Canada. She loves the pod. Thank you so much for writing us and supporting the podcast. And I hope that you make it all the way to the end. So you heard your shout out because you never know what's going to happen at the end of the pod. That's why you always need to make it all the way. Thank you so much to our sponsors. You can go to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch for 10% off your entire first month of therapy services. And if you want to feel all kinds of good and relaxed at the end of the day, we strongly recommend you check out microdose.com and use code she's all batch. That's going to get you free shipping and 30% off. And I literally took a gummy last night. So I think you guys will enjoy. Gorgeous. And if you guys are 
making bigger purchases, or you just want to like improve your credit score, you can go to kickoff.com. They have plans that start literally at just $5 a month and they immediately report it to the credit bureau. So you are getting that credit up. And if you're looking for something other than scrolling TikTok mindlessly and want to put your brain to use, check out Love and Pies on the app store. Yes, it is free to download wherever you get a game from your phone. All right. Is that it, Jackie? I think that's it. Okay. Goodbye, bitches. 